0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends beyond the binary, and my patrons, thank you for supporting the show, patrons. I'm glad I can be here uh, to uh, put you to sleep and uh, keep you company. And thank you for uh, supporting and compensating uh, the work that uh, goes into doing that. Uh, let's get on with the show. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep with Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts or feelings physical sensations, a time, a temperature, wh- whatever's keeping you awake, you, you know, stuff from, you're thinking about from the past or the future or from today, you know, some, something you're, you're, you're still, you know, you're grappling with, uh, whatever it is, I want to take your mind off of that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of create this safe place with some safe motions, some safe, I'm, I'm uh, inviting you in with a universal underhand wave, uh, the welcome wave, is the, the come on over wave, and then I'm making the universal symbol for rubbing a safe place down, also for buffing cars, it just happens to be the same symbol for that, I'm saying, hey, come on in, I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use a lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, pointless meanders, superfluous tangents, a go off topic, and then I'll change topics. Also, bobble, bubble, what are, bobble topics? I think I maybe have talked about that. Uh, just like I was carrying too many holiday gifts uh, or holiday bobbles, I've bobbled my bobbles. If I had a catchphrase and I was some sort of, uh, like one of those things, like not Big Mouth, was that thing called Big Mouth Billy Bass or something? Remember that was a big thing like 10 years ago. It was the first, and believe it or not, it took that long to have the first quality in-home animatronic, affordable and entertaining for, for, uh, for a while. Or when you come to visit a person who has a Big Mouth Billy Bass, It was a fish that sang, and that's all I really remember about it other than to say, okay, that's enough with the Billy Bass. Uh, But what was my point? Oh, what was my point? I was talking about, oh, I would have a catchphrase that I, oh, I bobble my bobbles, and then maybe I would sing a song. You'd say, well, what's that? Well, Big Mouth uh, Hot Air Scooty Scoots, uh, something. We'll figure out a better name. I guess it would be good if I was in Sloth, like I was a Sloth. I could be the next home animatronic. Now they're mostly seasonal ones, Uh, but I could be that, you know, maybe I could, what about, I I can, I like singing Here Comes Peter Cottontail, but I don't think I'd like to be a seasonal uh, thing. I don't know why that uh, song, it's the wrong season for that song, Scoots. Uh, Well, that's another song that I sing. It's the wrong season for that song. Also, I'm in the middle of a beginning of a podcast intro. So, oh, I go go off topic. I bobble my bobble. I bubble my, you know, I I get mixed up. If you're new, I don't know how we can't go back to that Big Mouth Billy Bass uh, or whatever it was. Someone's like, Scooch, it was uh, Albert the Fish singing fish. And I say, well, why did I think it was Big Mouth Billy Bass? Uh, Because it's saying the Billy Bass song. Oh, then why would you? Did you say it was Albert? Well, that's what we called it. My house, uh, Albert the fish, Albert the singing fish. It never had any batteries, so what we would do is imagine it was singing, because Papa took the batteries out of it. Uh, so we—that's well, why we actually never knew it. Was, even though it had a name tag that said Billy Bass on it or something. Oh well, we just called it Albert the singing fish, and we would sing songs around Albert. Uh, one day, willing that the energy in our hearts uh, would make Albert sing like a battery, po- you know, by battery-powered uh, projection. And it turned, it turned. Out, that's that's gonna be my first. Uh, that'll be a new show uh, on the couch with Scooter. The folks, you know, they say, "Well, that was my first patient, uh, helping them overcome a uh, issues with uh, anim- uh, unanimated animatronics." Yeah, there, there was that person was never satisfied with animatronics. What am I talking about? Oh, if you're new, you don't really need to listen to me. That's one thing. I think I've made that clear so far. There's also no pressure to fall asleep. So there's no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour. You take your time drifting off. Uh, you know, you like, uh, fall asleep as you wish. I'm going to be here to keep you company. Uh, there's a, structurally what you expect show starts off with a few minutes of business. Then we have the intro. The intro is around 12 minutes or so of me. It's a show within a show where I kind of warm you up and cool you down at the same time. And I try to make a metaphor for the podcast. And then something pops into my head tonight. Clearly it's a, uh, that uh, rubberized uh, talking fish that was so popular in the 90s, I think. Maybe it was the aughts. No, I think it was the 90s. I don't think, here's how I know it was the 90s, because when it finally appeared in my uh, house, uh, it was the aughts. Uh, So I said, okay, it must have been popular in the 90s then, because we still have it, uh, and we still get a kick out of pressing that button. And listening to that fish thing, I mean, I think one of the effective things they did, what is this, uh, the the uh, home 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 shopping uh, network uh, review cast? Well, it could be, but uh, right now it's just the intro to an episode of Sleep With Me, where I was going to give my critical analysis of uh, things that worked about uh, Billy Bass. I think what did, one thing that worked was Billy turned to look at you. Now that may have, maybe we could get a 99 PI about this. Uh, anybody listening, uh, looking at, uh, was that a design? Was that like one of those things? What do they call that? Failure becomes a feature. That's the story of this podcast for me. You say, well, my inability to stay on topic has become, uh, what are they? But it, like, cause it seems like it's looking at you and I, I don't know. I say, the fish is looking at me. Well, it's singing right to me, goodness gracious, a talking fish. And I, I mean, I've said this multiple times. Every time I see it, I say, don't, part of me says, you don't need to press that red button. I'll, I'll try to explain what it is once you explain what to buy. Okay, so structurally, there's an intro. It's really a time to either wind down for some listeners. A few listeners skip it as some listeners fall asleep, but it's about 12 minutes of the show a show within a show, a monologue, uh, in between the intro and that part of the show be a little business, then there's some thank yous at the end. That's structurally what to expect. And yeah, you don't need to listen. Also, don't try too hard to figure the show out at first, which may be too late because I've been talking for eight minutes. Uh, it's better if you kind of consume it passively. It could, Unlike Billy Bass, which you could kind of choose whether to sing along or not. Uh, But just in case anybody's not familiar with this, because I know we have a global audience and uh, a very diverse range of ages. Now, again, my dates may be incorrect, but uh, at some point on TV, I think this was one of these TV things, like uh, you'd buy it right from the TV. Not an infomercial, uh, but when you'd be watching like TNT during the day. On a, like a Sunday or a Tuesday, you'd see an ad. Usually, probably on a Sunday or Saturday in the daytime, you'd see an ad for this thing, and it was a uh, looked like a uh, a taxidermied bass, uh, like fish, but it was clearly rubber, uh, so it looked a little bit cartoony, and it was on a plaque, like just like a, your a fishing relative had caught it and was mounting it out of pride. And I'm pretty sure there was like a fake uh, thing, like they said, Billy Bass, like a little plaque, like just like you'd say, Uncle Freddy caught this fish, Uh, gave it a kiss, but didn't meet his wish or something. It said Billy Bass. And then below it was a red button. If you press the red button, uh, it's just weird that it took this long for this level of uh, advanced animation to take place. Or maybe I'm like one of the few people who's still blowing its mind. But the fish would start to sing or, or do a little comedy. Very vaudevillian, I'd say. I mean, I think it was mostly parody songs. But its tail would move. Its uh, its side would move. Uh, like it was still in the predicament. I mean, I, I guess we never learned Billy Bass. Maybe I don't know if that could fit an episode of uh, Sleep With Me. Uh, Billy Bass, my story. Somebody remind me to think about at least doing that. Because uh, we don't know poor Billy Bass's back story. And I guess no one's ever wondered or cared. But, uh, or the predicament of the actually. Well, this is getting a little too metaphysical. But uh, the Billy would sing to you and mouth would move. And it was pretty in sync. It had a pretty good speaker even. You know, would bet the going price was like nineteen ninety five. And we never got it. I'm sure we asked, oh boy, can I get Billy Bass for Christmas? Or maybe we wanted toys you could play with, or I don't know. But at some point I went to my parents' cabin where they live, uh, and there on the wall was Billy Bass. And I probably was like, what, 32 years old maybe. And I said, finally, my childhood dreams come true. And uh, then I, you know, did it, I, I still do it. I say, well, it's, uh, I, can't, I can't think of, I can think of a couple of songs Billy sings and it even has a backing band, you know, somewhere inside of the fish. I don't know where that is. Uh, what was that? What was I trying to explain that for? I think as if I was, uh, I guess, because I was just wondering if I had a catchphrase, Billy Bassett did not have a catchphrase as far as I know. It didn't say I'm Big Mouth Billy Bass, it just stuck here singing, because that's what I love to do—is keep you humans entertained. Uh, say, I think it was probably someone saying, "I was real." This is my reincarnation, and it—it uh, it happened to be an evolutionary change in reincarnation, where I just didn't get reincarnated as a bass. But then, when we tried to transfer the bass to the big farm. I got the power to sing Uh, and then, you know, become mass marketed and sing everywhere. But I'm oh so happy. That's what Billy Bass really wants you to know. Anyway, so this podcast, it goes off topic. uh, So you don't need to listen to it. uh, So that it takes your mind off whatever was keeping you awake. I'll be here. The rest of the episode will be a little bit less, you know, divisive where you say, Yeah, I won't say those words again, but I guess I have to about Billy Bass, but later I won't be saying it. So it'll be a little bit, but, you know, it's here to keep you company, to take your mind off stuff. As you drift off, you fall asleep whenever you want. If you're new, give it a few tries. Most of the people that review the show say took two or three tries before I got used to it and really started working because I realized it was kind of nonsensical goofing around. Uh, But the reason I make the show is because I've been there, tossing and turning, unable to sleep. uh, And I'd like to help if I can, uh, because I can relate to, to, uh, like, uh, yeah, I just want to help. So give it a few tries, see how it goes. I really appreciate your time. So thank you so much for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show uh, going all right everybody we're talking season six uh, season two episode six or series two episode six rise of the cyber person and it opens in a lab uh, very much like a famous uh, novel by mary shelley we see a lab coat we see a switcher plunger turn we see a man's mouth talking powers on a silhouette against the light uh and uh, some something test, it's working. And the man's voice, who we see his intense uh, face, his driven face, uh, uh, he says, hardly, I think hardly is the wrong word. Uh, that would only apply to machines, he says. Uh, and the scientist says, no, sorry, sir, it's alive, a.k.a. Mary Shelley. Stun of uh, a uh, skin of metal. A body that never ages i envy it uh and then the man who seems to be in some sort of mobile chair uh, with a bunch of a device, devices says to the being do you know me do you know me uh he says answer do you know me uh, a couple times and he says you're john lumick robotic voice uh, says and the guy smiles and laughs says my child uh he says, Great job, Kendrick Dr. Kendrick. Uh, and the Dr. Kendrick says, Yeah, we it's great. I just got to check in with Geneva uh, and John Luke Picard. We just created a new form of life. a lot of you know, the Picard, Great Picard conventions. We have to follow those. Uh and I ha- you know, I have to inform them. It's uh, my ethical duty. Uh, what does that say? Worcester well oh, his chair's wooden, uh, and he says, well, it's my ethical duty to do whatever I please. Uh, so uh, then we realize he's in some sort of ship because he says we have a new destination. We see some portals even. Set sail for Great Britain. We got rid of that scientist with his pesky, pesky ethics. Uh, next thing you know, we'll be, you know, we'll have to deal with the Cheaty and the Soul Squad if we don't play our cards wrong. Uh, then we get to the uh, TARDIS. Uh, and, uh, it's kind of like Mickey's kind of getting a uh, third wheel treatment, a uh, Rose and the doctor and a deep conversation. Mickey's left out. They're doing inside jokes about past adventures. Uh, I don't know if this was ever an episode or episode at all when they're joking about something. uh, and they say, oh, you wouldn't get it, Mickey. It was, you know, you had to be there. Asteroid, not a planet, a uh, long story. And we realize Mickey's been holding a button, and he says, "How long have you been holding that button for?" Uh, and he says, "A half hour." He goes, "Oh, you could let it go." And the doctor almost cracks up, and he goes, uh, "Mickey, have you been holding it that whole time? Did you forget? Did you forget that uh, was pushing the button?" Mickey says, "You just forgot all about me. You're too busy with your inside jokes." And Rose is giggling and laughing the whole time. And the doctor says, "No, no, I was calibrating." he goes could could, could I, you could how, when could i have stopped he goes about oh, 10 20 minutes ago and then there's trouble with a time for vortex with a capital t and a v that rhymes with vortex and gore uh and they say we're going to make a quick landing um uh, you know unplanned one get ready and even uh, things are released from the ceilings uh uh, like, uh, and then the doctor says, geez, the TARDIS, I think the TARDIS went to the big farm. Uh, he's not happy. And for a second or two, we actually, I actually believed it. Even on the second, I said, uh, he says, she's perished. Uh, there's things on strings, uh, you know, to, 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 assist in landing. And he says, then the TARDISes are extinct. Uh, and you know, doctors and the doctor says, well, we got to, we've landed, uh, out of the vortex, out of the void, into nothingness. Uh, we're in some sort of no place. Uh, Silent realm, the lost dimension. Uh, Mickey says, otherwise known as London. He's outside. We see a regular part of London, England. Earth. Uh, Mickey grabs the paper. February this year. Not far-flowing at all. And then next says, really, you're London. Uh, the one we just left, uh, bang on with the Zeppelins and airships. And they say, wait a second, uh, beautiful, but uh, maybe it's a Zeppelin festival. We don't know. You know, it could be that thing. And doctor goes, no, this isn't just parallel. We're in a parallel world. Uh, same date, a different world with Zeppelins. Mickey says, well, it's just maybe it's just a Zeppelin world. Uh, he he actually knows from the movies. He says, Yeah, so alternative but just a little different. Just with the Zeppelins, uh maybe no uh Tony Blair, maybe different streetlights. Uh, street lights, but then Rose says, Well, my dad's here. Yeah, he's on a billboard or a, a sign selling some sort of uh, drink. Uh light cherry vitex. Uh, uh trust me, uh, trust me, he says there's something. Uh Trust me on this. That's what he says. And uh, doctor says stop looking at it. Uh, you can't see him. It was a che- cherry flavor, new cherry flavor. And he says if you ever trusted at me, you can't. That's not Pete. Uh, you know you can't. He goes, don't worry. It's a different world. You can't get involved. You can't just see yourself, uh, your own version of yourself, or your parents. Uh, Too goes, Didn't we go through this already once? When you went to the face, but we keep hearing him, Pete, say, trust me on this. Then he's driving in a Lexus to a country manor, and Pete won as his license plate. Uh, he's in a suit. He rolls up, uh, flowers under his arms. We see Jackie, who's uh, in a bad mood. She's turning 40, and she's not happy about it. I said, What 40 is the new 20, 28, uh, from what I've heard. There's something about Cuba Gooding Jr. I don't know if he's coming to her birthday party and she's calling Rose uh she oh so she's not happy that it's uh trust me on this, that it her birthday. He said, Well it's your thirty ninth birthday. Oh no it is, it says happy forty, it's the thing. And I said, Really? No offense, but I said, Is R- 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 Jake, you're really forty? And Pete? I said, Man, uh and she says, it's my 30, you know, my 50th, to 50, 10th to ninth birthday. I was born on the same day as Cuba Gooding Jr. That's it. Uh, and uh, then she calls Rose a few times, and it turns out Rose in this universe is a dog. Uh, the stairs are decorated with willow branches for her birthday. And uh, he tries to give to ro- to flowers to... to uh, uh, Jackie, but she won't have him. She says your secretary bought him. Lumic, oh, then Lumic calls. Uh, oh, he gave a uh, new Bluetooth to Jackie. Uh, Lumic calls, uh, robe the world below Kinrondi. I don't know what that means. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. Yeah, there's Rose the dog. Uh, the world believes uh, you okay. Here's uh, he, he now here's a lumic calling. Uh, hey, those are handmade ear pods, so tell Jack to be careful, of course. Uh, are you coming to the party? No, we're taking over the world tonight, more or less. That's what he says. Uh, we're gonna meet the president of London or the president plans have advanced. Uh, president, we're gonna be at the airship strip of five. Uh, he goes, well, it's my wife's birthday, I promise. He goes, world domination does waits for no one. President of Great Britain, by the way, Scoots. Uh, he goes, this is going to be a famous day, Mr. Tyler. Get on it to Pete. Uh, then uh, he does uh, earpod override, Lumic does, uh, with voice commands. Uh, subject, and Tyler... And he gets every secret info he needs as Jackie's putting on her, uh, makeup. Uh, we see how they, uh, uh, the ear pods work to kind of, uh, thing. He goes, I need everything for the party. So I guess you, you this is a little foreshadowing of a make, uh, uh, thank you. Picture link, uh, Mr. Crane, extra staff, uh, I don't know what that is. We'll get to it. Oh, TARDIS. Uh, then we go back to the TARDIS. We'll see. Jackie, uh, still getting ready. He says, thank you, Mrs. Tyler. Oh, yeah. Then he calls. He's got FaceTime. This is years earlier. He calls Mr. Crane. He says, get me some more peeps. So we're, we're moving. Uh, action time, bruh. Oh, yeah. Extra staff. Then we're in the TARDIS. The doctor is uh, mad at Mickey because Rose aw- walked off. Uh, uh, the Doctor and Mickey uh, something, Comedy Hurt Feet. So Somebody kicked something and they hurt their foot or somebody hurt his foot. And then we see Rose is sitting. There's some thinking music in Zeppelins. Uh, uh, we see a free trial text for Cybus. Oh, cyber shares are down uh, because of something about Torchwood. These are different uh, texts or advertisements or something uh, through Rose's phone. Uh, then we are uh uh dr and mickey let's see so here's rose she's looking at the zeppelins enjoying herself uh chilling then that's her free trial new news new of Cybus industries though so doubling in price uh, uh yeah so uh another news uh, torchwood institute uh, has a study claiming uh, that uh we're not meant to be here. That's what the doctor says. Uh, this is the wrong universe, and the TARDIS gets its power from the right universe. So, so it's like putting diesel in a petrol engine. And Mickey goes, it's on the comics. It was easier. And the doctor goes, this is the real world, dude. It used to be easy when the Time Lords were, you know, watching everything. Uh, you could pop in and out, but uh, that all went away when, you know, now I'm the only Time Lord. Uh Worlds get sealed off, walls of reality closed, and everybody got a little bit less kind. And Mickey goes, well, why are we here? The doctor goes, right, well, an accident. Uh, should have been impossible. Now we're stuck. But then the doctor sees something, a little spark, uh, and a little glowing down uh, a green light. Uh, reflection? No, no, it's a light. We've got power, Mickey. We've got power. Uh, so Dr. Spump, that's, that's what they needed. Uh, uh, then we see a truck uh, offering sweet tree, sweet tea, not true, temptation, come and get it. Uh, but a dude films it. Then we have another It's Alive moment. Uh, the doctor says it's a Mickey about the TARDIS, So As we see, uh, what does it say? Donut holds you little gro- Groot uh, light. uh uh, but I think that probably says the doctor holds a little green light. Uh, crystal blows on it. It's hypnotic. Uh, but it can regenerate its energy. Okay, there he's blowing on the crystal, like, uh, and it's getting more and more green. Doctor's smiling big. He goes, I just gave away 10 years of my life uh, to the crystal, worth every second. Uh, Rose is searching Peter Tyler on her phone, Googling him. Uh twenty four hours it's gonna take the TARDIS to recharge. We learn that. Uh we've got to keep our heads down. Then they find Rose. She's sitting on the back of a chair. Uh Rose never there. Doctor tries to swipe her phone. And she goes, I want to see them. Uh doctor goes, and Mickey goes to break out. Uh I think they were both like, putting the burn on the doctor saying, geez, man, you're too uh uh, cause he gives a really harsh, stern look, or maybe Mickey does. So let's see how plays out versus how I remember it. And then we have a Zeppelin landing. So now they're all three talking. Doctor's lecturing Rose. Uh, she goes, there is no Rose Tyler in this world. So don't even worry about it. Uh, uh, just, uh, just my, my dad, and mom married, uh, and the rich, uh, totally rich. Everything my mom would have wanted, probably, except for me. So then she she stands, uh, she's touching her phone, debating, and she goes, yeah, I'm going to go see them. Uh, And the doctor says, I can't let you. She goes, we can't, 24 hours, can't be their daughter. He says, yeah, Mickey, tell her. He goes, 24 hours? I'll see you. I got stuff to do. And then Rose and Mickey walk off in two directions. Uh, so Dr. can't, and he's just saying, stop, you know, a lot of cool focus poles. I don't know if that's what they're called. Mickey says, "Jesus, well, I'm just a spare part anyway. It's the theme we've been seeing this season. Uh, he goes, so you can only go after one of us, doctor, and you're not going to chase after me. I know that much. That's what Mickey says. Uh, then we have Zeppelin landing. Uh, you, uh, ominous music, Mr. Tyler, Mr. President. Uh, basically, the president's like, uh, What does this dude want, man? He goes, uh, you, Why you work with them? What does pop mean? Oh, he goes, What do you do again? You sell pop and pretend it's a health drink. That's uh, wrong. Uh, he goes, What do you think of this alumic anyway? Uh, then we see Mickey walking. There's like a checkpoint uh, they have to go through. They say, make sure to stick to curf- curfew, bruh. Uh, then there's some emotional music. Uh, then, uh, it, the Rose reveals to, to the doctor some of Mickey's history about his mom. And the doctor goes, "I never knew that. Uh, and she goes, you never asked. You just take him for granted. Uh, then something about a gingerbread house, uh, beep-a-boop, uh, What about a gingerbread house? Let's see if it comes up. But then there's a beep boop and everyone stops. They get these Bluetooth uh, broadcasts over their earpieces. And uh, Divide has friendship bracelet. Uh, Invade has a friendship bracelet type earring. Oh, dude. A dude with a friendship bracelet earring. Uh, there's a news update downloaded into everyone's uh, Bluetooth heads, the jokes. Everyone laughs uh, robotically. Then they go back to their normal lives. The doctor goes, you lot, you're always obsessed with the latest uh, things. Uh, and then the doctor gives in to Rose uh, uh, to see her father and mom just to check in and look. Uh, the Mickey knocks on the door, and the older woman answers His uh, his mother figure. First she gives him a speech, uh, then she says, Ricky, oh, it's you, big hug, but she's not happy. Rumors and whispers, rumors and whispers, I told you uh, to fix the carpet. Uh, so it's a, it is a, a thing, uh, like uh, from his history, if you watch the episode. Uh, and he says, sorry. And he says something about, uh, let's have a nice sit down and a cup of tea. I don't like those friends of yours, uh, Mrs., uh, t- well, let's see. Here's the bleep loop. I don't see the gingerbread house part. Uh, but she goes, yeah, miss, uh, somebody told me about your van with your friends, a blue van. Pull, then a blue van pulls up, and they grab him, uh, and they They say, Mickey, get in the car, or, or Ricky. It's a sprinter van. It has a portable dash van. I noticed that. Uh, oh, there's a guy with a friendship bracelet earring. Yeah, it's all downloading uh, Rose's phone as well. Yeah, Pete Tyler. Waterton Street, SC15. That's where Mickey's headed. A lot of buildings for sale there. Uh, Ricky, Mickey. Even his grandmother has a Bluetooth or his mother figure. Okay, here's the van pulls up. They say, Hop in, Ricky. Let's roll. Uh, we've been looking for you everywhere. So he's important in it clearly in this parallel world. Uh but his grand grandmother who does this says uh and they said, What are you doing talking to your family? You said, No, don't do that, Ricky. You told us. He goes, Yeah, of course you did. And then this guy, he's kind of from a boy band. He says they got the tape man. Uh what does it say? Cybos uh, uh, sustaining the brain the uh, ultrine update boardroom has a uh, lots of meters in it, uh, still go to the parody though. So that's, uh, we'll see this is. Uh, I think this is the next scene with, uh, it's in a boardroom president of, uh, great Britain and, uh, w- altering. Oh, here it is. Lumix making a presentation, uh, We've perfected a way Cybus Industries to sustain the brain. Uh, you know, keep sustaining the brain. Just like uh, Cypress Hill sang 20, 30 years ago. And uh, extend, you know, extend existence beyond the big farm. Ultimate upgrade. And a great step into cyberspace. Uh, yeah, then we're in the boardroom. It's a mix of a, it's kind of, not steampunk, silverpunk or something, uh, some old school. The president says, no way, bruh. Uh, he goes, they can't give you permission. And no one will. Uh, he goes, in fact, I got an ethical paper ready to go. It's uh, signed off by uh, the of, world president of ethics, Anna Gagne. And Lumix says, I don't got much time left. Uh, and the president goes, none of us do, man. Get, get with reality. Uh and this guy goes, I've helped the whole planet, Lumic. Uh, you know, where's my stuff? And President Greenberg says, you're just a business person. You're not a god. Don't play god. Get over it. And he goes, Mr. Chow, see you at that birthday party. I can't wait. Uh, could definitely go for a drink. Uh, Lumic, I'm out. Uh, there's something about New Germany. You may leave. Override Word. Oh, that's what Pete says. Hey, there's always, always a new Germany guy. He goes, this is my homeland, my birthplace. Uh, You may leave. Uh, And then he says, override systems or something, probably. I'm watching. Mr. Crane, ready and waiting, sir. He goes, did the override work? Uh, He goes, well, I need some fine tuning. He goes, you know, kind of rushing me, but it's working. He goes, I've been testing the system. So then he shows how you can make the Bluetooth uh, use people to uh, march and stuff like that, uh, back-to-back, left-to-right. Uh, uh, then something, this sounds like something Mickey, it's irresistible. And then somebody says, and resist. Uh, oh, he's joking around, praying. He says, it's irresistible. And the guy, Lumicus, says, resist and quit joking around. And something about tracks 90 I don't know what that means. Let me see if I could. I don't know what that means. To come noise in the uh, Lion Sleeps Tonight. In the jungle, Lion Sleeps Tonight plays. Uh, lots of uh, oh, steam a steam pipe factory. Lots of steams and pipes in the factory playing Lion Sleeps Tonight. Uh, we see a cool factory yeah, with smokestacks. Uh, then we're back with Team Reiki. And they sneak in, and they find Ricky. Uh, so we were with Team Mickey, and then we meet Ricky, uh, which, you know, they could just throw you off uh, any day of the week. Uh, and he says, so who is this dude who looks exactly like me? Then we have Rose and uh, the doctor waiting for the birthday party to start, uh, watching the arrivals. February first, uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. and my mom's birthdays. Uh, uh, miss something. So then they go, they sneak in as uh, caterers with the psychic paper. Who do you want to be? Well, we end up being caterers. Who could have been important guests? Uh, servants. Uh, Lucy says that the president of Great Britain's here. or Something. Uh, a lot of other famous people. Uh, Pete makes a speech about his wife's thirty ninth birthday. Gets a big laugh. Jackie Tyler introduces. It's kind of like a. I know I've never been to a cotillion, but it was a bit like a cotillion, maybe. Everyone cry, claps at Jackie's arrival. Rose is kind of stunned because Jackie's like, she says, "I'm not giving a speech. Uh, no work, no politics. It's just uh, plenty of a uh, party and good mates." She laughs and she says, sorry, Mr. President, you're my mate, too. Let's enjoy. Uh, doctor's ready to break out. Ro- we Meet Rose the dog, uh, which gets a big laugh from the doctor. And uh, Jake- Rose says, this is kind of blowing my mind. I got my mom at home and then uh, this mom here, and they got each other. Uh, but my mom doesn't, you know, have somebody at home. I mean, it- well, she does the supermarket guy, but... Uh, and the doctor says, well, she's all these different worlds, and no one gets it perfect. Uh, uh then we see robot patrol. Big laugh with the, from the doctor about the dog. Yeah, yeah, he laughs there. He's laughing. He couldn't he tried not to, but uh robot patrol stops something. Are we mobile? There's Mr. Crane, like moving the robots out on patrol. Probably Lumick wants to know. Uh, are you mobile, uh, dude? Uh, some worker's like, what the heck is this? He goes, the future, bruh. Uh, he goes, start the truck. He goes, uh, and yeah, now somebody's calling him, Lumic. He goes, yeah, Crane, are we mobile? He says, almost, They're working on it. Uh, he goes, what about you? He goes, get the factory ready. My Zeppelin's, uh, he goes, send them forth and let the good work begin. Uh, just about, i arriving. Prepare, like a uh, good word begins. Uh, sh- then we see shirtless Mickey. I think Ricky, sh- no, Mickey shirtless. Uh, let's check. His sh- he's got. A, he's in pretty darn good shape too. He's not as jacked as he was, uh, like our last hero that we saw shirtless uh, on a show. But he's in really, really good shape. Uh, like uh, more of like a, a soccer uh, body than a weightlifter body. Cool tattoo, you know he's playing off himself, uh, acting. So that's enjoyable. He's jacked. Gets uh, scanned. No earbuds uh, equals uh, freedom or something. Uh, so, but the Ricky character's trying to figure out who the Mickey one is. There's a boy band dude and a woman. Who all the characters will meet in the next episode because this is a two-parter. He goes, he looks at me, but he's not the same. Oh, Jake's a boy band, dude. He goes, Mickey goes, who are you? They go, he goes, we're the preachers. Uh, is in gospel truth. Uh, yeah, free from ear pods, man. We don't do the Cybus downloads. We got freedom. Uh, just like uh, uh, George Michael sang. And we're taking Lumic down, unless you're uh, in it, uh, he goes, from a kitchen? Mickey goes, in a kitchen. You're the toughest people in London. Ricky, Ricky's trying to be tough. Uh, and then they go, we got a message from Gemini. Uh, once we full, oh, then they go, Lumic, then we hit a Gemini. Lumic's making a move. Uh, so then we go into full action mode uh, with Lumic and Mickey, Ricky, crew, all of them. Uh, locked and loaded. I hear someone said, uh, action van. Oh yeah. Here we go in the action van. Of course, Mickey's like, what am I getting myself into here? He's, you know, like me, he'd be worried. Uh, then we go back to the party. Uh, the doctor sees a computer in a room, sneaks in, uh, Jackie's laughing it up with the president of the UK. Uh, Pete rolls up on Rose and says, how you doing? Uh. Roses is, is face f- fake thumbs up uh and uh can you trust me you joke? Uh let's see what happens. Here's the doctor scanning the computer. There's Rose cracking up with uh see Rose is holding uh, barely keeping him uh level. Uh pine of cider in the George uh, champagne, sir a uh, Pete. And he's pretty charming. Uh, Rose is like a big night. Uh, he goes for Jackie. Uh, he goes, at least she's happy. He, and they say, yeah, she should have a good party. Oh yeah, you can trust me on this. So oh, that's a fake thumbs up. Uh, Rose says, yeah. Pete laughs. Uh, and Rose says, well, how long have you two been married? He says, twenty years. And, and she goes, no children, huh? And Pete says, yeah, we couldn't uh, get around to it. You know, Jackie wasn't totally, he goes, yeah, complicated, right? Uh, Rose goes, well, you never know. She's 40. And he goes, nope, 39. And Pete goes, well, our relationship's in a trans- transitory state in an alternative universe. Uh, anyway, well, I-, I shouldn't be telling you. He goes, have we met before? And Rose kind of just stares at him. And then he goes, uh I don't know. he goes, okay, I got to get out of here. He uh, looks so just sort of, just sort of right. Uh, that's what he says. And then he says, Stevie, how's Torchwood? What's up? Uh, so we these little Torchwood references. Uh, making a move, Rose, Heaven uh, Met, you seem just sort of right. Uh, elevator music, and then uh, Vitex, Mil- Mil- Milhouse, uh, Stakeout. Uh, there's a stakeout. Uh, shut it. Duplicate. That's what Mickey sa- Ricky says to Mickey. We have got to make a move. Uh, and then we see a bunch of metal men on the march, uh, right out of a van. Uh, cyber, the uh, cyber folks. Uh, they're they're cyber people, not cybermen, as the episode says, because they are. Uh, but they march. Uh, the doctors uh, hacking a computer. Rose creeps up on Miss Tyler outside having a smoke, or she's cold. I couldn't tell. Cold air. Oh, last cup of tea. She goes, can I get you anything? Uh, and uh, she goes, 20 years. Uh, and uh, at first they share a moment about tea and having tea at night, two sugars. Uh, you know, the, Jackie's actually being nice. So she's, she's vulnerable. Uh, but then Rose kind of gets too, too uh, close, uh, and she goes, I don't know you. Uh, oh, Jack the Lad, he's a Jack the Lad. I didn't look that up what that meant. Uh, a nice bloke, worth a second chance, don't you think? Uh, and that's when Rose Jackie says, you're, you're, you're nothing but staff. Uh, you're not getting paid for tonight. Uh, who do you think you are? And Rose goes, she goes, just a serving girl. Uh, then we see spotlights of the um marching uh metal uh, Sybus, uh cyberspace uh Rose stairs uh the doctor looks uh uh to the window he goes it's happening again the actress says again uh, cybermen crash the party cyber beings really and uh Lumic says uh i forbade this oh no maybe that's what the Oh, that's what the president said. It's a lumic. I forbade this, yo. Uh, people without humanity, no motions. Uh, and someone says, good night, sir. I think this was on the phone with the He It says, good night, Mr. President. Uh, do they have one tear? They kind of, Cybermen look like they have one tear in the corner of their eyes, though. And then it said, H-E-double-L. I said where where well where in the hell is, uh, is Harry Jones? That's what I put. And then there's a cyber takeover. Uh, rain rain room with Peter Jackie in the basement. Be, oh, they run with Peter and Jackie. Uh, the doctor here's the president's about to make his speech. Let's see what he says here. Lumic, uh, yeah, Lumic goes. Yeah, crash the party. How about that? Uh, hearty har har. He goes, uh, yeah, he forbade this. He goes, these are my children, my family. And Rose goes, are these robots? And the doctor goes, worse, uh, and, uh, people, people without humanity. That's what he says, what I said earlier. Uh, maybe they do. It does look like they have a tear on the side of their eyes though, but on the wrong side, not on their tear ducts, uh, hard to motions removed, uh, you know, so they don't have to worry about that, uh. President demands, uh, "Who who are these people?" Who he says, as "Lumix says I elevated them, life eternal, and now I leave them in your hands." Good night, Mr. President. Uh, and then that's a robotic takeover, upgrades. Everybody gets an upgrade. You get an upgrade. You get an upgrade. Uh, yeah. So then, Ro- Pete, uh, Rose, and the doctor run. Uh, Jackie's in the basement trying to hide out. Robots can't run, they can only walk fast. And then we see Ricky or Mickey. Rose gives one of them a big embrace. And then the doctor says, We surrender, we surrender. Because uh, uh, first the president tries to stand up for them, and they say, Well, no, no, you're getting upgraded. You're not compatible or something. And now everybody's on the run, everybody's getting upgraded to cyber people, uh, Jackie's hiding, uh, yeah, everybody's caught, uh, Mickey and uh, Ricky and uh, uh, the boy band, they try to stop the bots. Uh, Rose hugs him, but even though he doesn't know her, he goes, who in the heck are you? And then Mickey comes, uh, he goes, that's not me, that's like the other one. And the doctor goes, two Mickeys. Uh, and the dude goes, it's Ricky. Uh, then more bots. Uh, they're totally surrounded. They try to say they say, we're gonna have a standoff. Doctor says, No. Uh cut it out. Have you seen it? Don't you know what the Daleks are? He goes, We surrender. Hands up, everybody. We surrender, but they say, uh, no, 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 we're gonna um you're not compatible. Delete, delete, delete. Your rogue elements. in uh, the doctors were surrendering, you know. And that's how the episode is, uh, ends on a, an uh, inferior delete. He uh, goes, maximum deletion. Uh, delete, delete, delete. And that's how the episode comes to a conclusion. Uh, now let's run through a couple of things that came up. Cyber, the term C-Y-B-E-R on Wikipedia. Let's see what that entry says. It can be from cybernetic, from the Greek for sh- uh, skilled in steering or governing. Uh may, ber- may also refer to cybernetics, which if you played StarCraft, I think there was a cybernetics building. A cybernetic organism or cyborg. Uh, cyberspace, which is a global technology agreement. Uh, Oh, Cybernax is a transdisciplinary study of uh, control and communications. Let's see. So that's just a little bit about the, the whatever that call it thing is. What about Geneva Conventions? Uh, so just looked that up. It's four treaties uh, with three additional protocols. Uh, you know about humanitarian treatment. Uh, the singular term Geneva Convention uh, refers to agreements in 1949 after WW. Two, uh, which updated terms of two 1929 uh, treaties and updated uh, two new con- and added two new conventions, uh, it defines some basic rights, uh, uh, protections for people, uh, civilians, uh, and uh, you know ratified in 49 196 uh, countries. Let's see, with the history was the Swiss business person. Uh, Henry, Henry Dunant uh, was visiting uh, some uh, people after something happened and said uh, he pu- published a book in 1862, A Memory of Solferino, uh and uh, it actually inspired him to uh, create a humanitarian aid agency and a treaty of neutrality. And it sounds like a powerful thing. Uh, like this is just a Wikipedia history, but uh, it led to the, it led to the establishment of the Red Cross in Geneva, and then the 1864 Geneva Convention, uh, the first codified international treaty uh, that covered these kind of humanitarian uh, type of things. Uh, On August the 22nd, uh, 1864, Swiss government invited uh, governments of all European countries as well as U.S., Brazil, and Mexico to attend the conference. So it's just a little brief uh, thing about that. And then what about Geneva in general? I've never been there. would love to uh, check it out. Uh, Let's see, second most popular popular city in Switzerland after Zurich. uh, And... uh, it's the most populous city in the French-speaking part of Switzerland. is situated where the Rhône uh, leaves Lake Geneva. Uh, let's see, population of about uh, 200, just under 200,000. And, uh, you know, metropolitan area about 500,000. And the general region just under a million uh, to 1.26 million. The commuter area, they say. Uh, Global city, financial center, center of diplomacy, uh, headquarters of the UN and the Red Cross, uh, highest number of international organizations in the world. Uh, 2017, it was ranked as the 50, 50th, 15th uh, most important financial center. Uh, let's see, it was mentioned in Latin text by Caesar. Uh, Let's see what else. Uh, Yeah, yeah. that's just a little bit about it. Uh, Let's see, topography. What is the normal temperature? Uh, uh, Mount Blanc is there, uh, which tops out 1,230 feet, 375 meters. Uh, uh, Lowest elevation is the river, uh, 370 meters. So it's definitely above sea level, 1,214 feet, 370 meters above sea level uh let's see. it's got kind of, uh surrounded yeah, that's just a little bit uh a little bit about it. There's a lot more you can link to it and learn more. What about vortex uh vortices vortex uh region in a fluid where the fl- flow revolves around an access line which may be straight or curved uh they form in stirred fluids uh Smoke rings, uh, whirlpools, uh, tropical things, uh, dust. Uh, that are a major component of turbulent flow, also time. Uh, uh, the distribution of velocity, vorticity, the curl of the flow velocity, as well as the compact, compact concept of circulation are used to characterize vortices. In most vortices, the fluid flow velocity is greatest next to its axis and decreases in inverse proportion to the distance from the axis. Uh, A key concept in the dynamics of vortices is a vorticity, a vector. Oh, yeah, we kind of covered that. uh, So there's a lot more to learn about it, you know, and there's a, But, uh, yeah, just a little surface thing. Say, hey, what is a Vortex? I'd love to know. I mean, a Vortex feels like... uh, But there's Zeppelins in this episode. And I said, what about Zeppelin, the band? Which is probably now considered an oldies band. It was classic rock when I was a kid. Uh, English rock band, Led Zeppelin, LED Zeppelin, formed in London in 1968. Uh, Jimmy Page, Robert Plant, John Paul Jones, and John Bonham. A guitar-driven sound, uh, one of you know, on the leading edge of uh, heavy metal, uh, but influenced by blues, psychedelica, uh, and folk music. Uh, they changed their name from the Yard Yardbirds, and they had they signed a deal with Atlantic Records. But they had a lot of freedom. They were initially unpopular with critics, but had commercial success uh, through eight uh, studio albums uh, from Led Zeppelin in 1969 to in through the outdoor in 79 and then stairway to heaven. Everybody knows if you've ever been to a school dance, uh, and you wanted to dance with someone, that's a long song. Uh, they've had a lot of ups and downs, uh, but they're considered one of the most successful, innovative and influential groups in rock history. One of the best selling music artists in the history of recording, uh, record sales is somewhere between 200 and 300 million w- units worldwide. In the second best selling band in the U.S. uh was certified sales of uh, 111.5 million units. Uh, let's see any more history. Uh, you know, they were like after the Beatles, but uh, not as influential as the Beatles, but pretty influential. Uh, let's see, in 66, Jimmy Page joined the Yardbirds. Uh, and uh, as a bassist and switched to to guitar and uh, had a dual lineup with uh, Jeff Beck. Uh, Then Jeff Beck departed and they uh, got worn out from constant touring. Paige wanted to have a super group with him and Beck, uh, Keith Moon, uh, John Entwistle, and Steve Winwood. Uh, Wow, Uh, but uh, that didn't work out. Yeah, uh, but it looks like in that let's see, this is pretty complicated, but uh eventually they hooked up with uh uh John Paul Jones, uh, then uh formed a new lineup, with a couple of new lineups, and then they found uh, Robert Plant, who was in Band of Joy. Uh and then that's how they also got John Bonham. Oh, then John Paul Jones joined uh, they played the first time in below record store in Gerard street in London. Uh, page wanted to, to, to attempt a train kept a roll jump blues song, uh, uh, performed in a rockabilly version that Yardbirds had been covering. And he said, as soon as I heard those drums, uh, John Paul Jones said, uh, we're on to something. Uh, and, uh, yeah. So there's just a little bit about them. Uh, you know, check out one of their albums if you've never listened before. And finally, this is a good, like like, aspirational thing, but I always see Lexus, and I said, where did Lexus come from? Like, at some point, uh, when I was a kid, it, it became synonymous with the best luxury car, but, it, like, a lot of other luxury models, you know, are old models, you know, like Rolls-Royce, Mercedes-Benz, BMW but at some point Lexus became this luxury standard for a vehicle in the US at least uh and I just said where did it really come from I mean I know it's owned by Toyota and it's a luxury division of uh, Japanese automaker Toyota uh it's marketed in more than 70 countries uh Japan's largest selling make of premium cars uh It originated from a corporate project to to develop a new premium sedan, codenamed the F1, which began in 83 and culminated with the launch of the Lexus LS in 89, and subsequently they added a sedan, coupe, convertible, and SUV models. It didn't exist in a brand in its home market until 2005. Uh... Uh, and all vehicles marked internationally as Lexus from 89 to 2005 uh, were released in Japan under Toyota name. Uh, let's see. Uh, They're largely produced in uh, Japan as part of the F1 project in the 80s. In 86, they worked with Saatchi and Saatchi to form a unit, Team One, to handle the marketing of the new brand. So this is, I'm surprised there's not, maybe there is like a documentary about how they did this, because this really is um, um, uh, amazing. Uh, let's see. They had a, a, a image consulting firm. They went through a list of 219 perspective names. Alexis, E-A-L-E-X-I-S, was a, like uh, the front runner. But then they said, well, what about Dynasty? There's a character there. And it eventually morphed into the term Lexis. uh Luxury and elegance, it kind of associated, it was launched in a 1989 F1 project, uh, and uh, the LS, was uh, the first car of the LS 400 was praised for its quietness, well-pointed, and ergonomic exterior, interior, engine performance, build quality, aerodynamics, fuel economy, and value, uh, but some co- critics said it had derivative styling and a suspension uh, too compromising of handling for comfort. Uh, it was priced against other mid-sized six-cylinder luxury cars. Uh, it was rated pretty car- high by car and driver. And Lexus uh, quickly established customer loyalty, and its debut was generally regarded as a shock to existing luxury. So they must have seen a gap in the market. Uh really interesting. I've never, uh, owned a Lexus. I have driven them before. Uh, and, uh, I guess because it was so aspirational, I said, well, this is nice, but, uh, for me, for me, any vehicle is pretty nice, you know? Uh, but yeah, just a little bit about Lexus. I hope, uh, you're having a luxury, uh, rest there in bed as I tuck you in. Uh, thanks so much for listening.